Warning! This episode contains foul language and may induce severe feelings of nostalgia. Listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, gross, sticky, scary, and everything in between. In each episode, we sit down with one of our friends and talk about something weird. And this week, we're taking it back to the 90s. The best decade there ever was. The movies, TV, music, and most of all, the murderers. I'm Lauren, and this is my co-host, Ashley. Hi, weirdos. Hey, girl. And joining us this week is fellow 90s enthusiast and also last week's guest, Jimmy Heisner. Hello. Heisner. Hello. Heisner. <laughs> Jimmy Heisner. Welcome Jimmy, back, Jimmy. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy was here last week. Yes, he was, but I missed it all. <laughs> How are you feeling? Uh, much better. I'm not uh, pooping out all sides I anymore. Oh, I'm really sorry. Me too. Just, we had a ton of fun last week. I know. You I listened to the not. episode and laughed real hard yeah. while I was crying in my house. Um, no, but I'm happy to be back and alive and seeing Jimmy in the flesh. Yeah, I'm happy you're better. Me too. I think everyone would be better if they could see me in the flesh. I think so too. Honestly. You True. make everyone feel happy. Jimmy brought beer. He did bring beer. <laughs> <laughs> Best guest ever. <laughs> Anyone who's a future guest on the show should follow in uh-huh. his footsteps. Ben brought us wine. Oh, that's true. Ben brought us beer. Thanks, ben. Yeah, when you bring alcoholic beverages, we enjoy you a you lot. Could tell yeah, ben we and promote I that episode. Can, can yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could tell I went to college with these guys. <laughs> They're like, we know, ah, the college we know how to smooth this over, right? Um, so you were sick as a dog last week, but it last was. weekend you went to. Boston and you got yeah. to go to Salem and you said you had a funny story for me. What is it? Oh yeah. Well, it's not from Salem. Oh, so that's kidding. just like a side note. Um, I did go through Salem and I texted Ashley immediately because I was like, witches and Salem and fun. And she didn't respond until like asleep. eight hours later. And I said, I guess you don't like fun things. And she said, I'm sorry, I read your text. And I went right back to sleep and had a dream that we were chasing witches in the woods. Yeah. I didn't realize that I had... <laughs> gotten the text. I just had this crazy dream that we were like in the woods and uh, it was like a Blair Witch situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And All from then my like, text. yeah, and then like later in the day she was like, wow, I guess you don't like funny things. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I ignored no your text. Um, so yeah, we did go through Salem which was fun, but the funniest thing was at the airport when we were leaving Boston to come back to L.A., um, my purse got flagged during like the x-ray when we were going through security Uh-oh. and she, and I was sitting there thinking, what could possibly be in there? I know I don't have weapons. I know I poured out my liquids, but she said, something looks like it's sharp in here. Ma'am, are you sure you have nothing sharp in here? I was like, no. 
And there was nothing sharp in there. But the funny thing that came out was as she's unloading my purse, she pulls out the book, The Demonologist, and she's like, whoa, weird that you have that. Then she pulls out a box of mints from Ashley that have a Ouija board on the front of them. I was like, oh, that's weird. Then she pulls out my absinthe flavored mints and is like, that's an interesting flavor. And she just keeps pulling out like these weird paranormal ghost things. And she's like... Okay, I didn't find anything sharp. Obviously, I think it was something in your makeup bag was triggering um, the system, and it looked like a knife, but she's like, you have very bizarre things in your purse. Like, the weirdest (laughs) collection of things I've ever seen in a purse. And I was like, sorry about it. Um, Here's a PSA. Sorry to ask for your judgment, TSA lady. No, she was so judgy. Like, she gave me looks and comments on everything. She pulled out of the bag, but I just was laughing to myself, thinking this is such a weirdo moment, and I should have told her I had a podcast, but... I think she would have hated it because yeah, she was judging me. It doesn't me. seem like she would like it. Um, here's a note for everyone listening. Do not buy absinthe-flavored mints. They are the worst. They taste absolutely horrible. I got them as a horrible. gift, and I am sorry. You should only give it to people you don't like. Is there no. absinthe in them? No. no. It's, so just it's just licorice. It's just black licorice flavored Which mints. I hate. Right. So we both had the mints. And it was such a nice gift from Ashley, but... The tin it is cool. Horrible. Yeah, the tin looks really cool, and I'll use it as a decoration. But the Ouija board mints are super cool they're delicious. and delicious. Yeah, because they're just mint. So it's great. Yeah. Um, Made a mistake. That was wonderful. <laughs> we I'll all never make, make it again. But yeah, so that was my funny airport story. And I saw no witches in Salem, but it's such a cool, witchy-looking town. I know. I go back. I'm going uh, in a month. I know. Okay, you really can beep, witch beep, beep, when you're beep, there. Beep, beep, I'm going to. Perfect. Mm. Before we get into our uh, 90s episode, we are going to go into our new segment, This Week in Weird! Weird, 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 weird. Beautiful. Um, first of all, I just want to say that almost all of my This in Week... Uh, hello! This in Weekend. This in Week in Weird... Uh, this Week in Weird material is being sent in by listeners, Ooh. so that is fucking awesome thanks guys um it's warming my heart it's so wonderful um pretty much all the stuff i had last week when we did our episode and everything from this week was sent in by you so that's really cool good job thanks guys um so one was sent in uh matt actually robert sent this to me the other day um and it's super exciting so uh the remains resting in hh holmes coffin are being removed from his grave and a team of researchers are hoping that they find that they do belong to america's first serial killer uh before his execution holmes requested a double deep coffin covered with wet cement to prevent the remains from being stolen and dissected which is very strange, but makes total sense, uh, since there's been a rumor since the day he was hung that he had bribed the prison guards into hanging another inmate in his place. Oh. Within two hours of uh, the hanging, uh, the uh, an undertaker's wagon containing a casket drove out of the prison yard. The casket was supposed to contain the body of Holmes, but instead, supposedly, it contained H.H. Holmes alive. Which is fucking awesome. Yeah. A janitor at Holmes Murder Castle claimed in 1898 that he had seen letters proving that Holmes conned his lawyer, priest, and jail officials into burying a dead man in his place. So recently, H.H. Holmes' great-grandchildren petitioned the Delaware County Court to exhume the body. Uh, This was last year, and it was approved on March 9th. 
and the University of Pennsylvania's anthropology department will be performing DNA analysis to see if it's him or someone else. Oh my gosh! It's not. No, I don't think it is. I don't, don't think, think it is him? either. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. I don't think it is. He I'm was con- a con I'm man. Convinced yeah. That he, yeah he I hope that. it's someone else. Yeah, he was a huge con man. Yeah. Um uh yeah, they think that he escaped to South America. Hmm. Um so we'll see. We'll see oh if that's gosh. his body. It kind of sucks though cuz I was reading that like uh they they the petition got approved. They're going to dig up the body. They're going to test the remains. If it is H.H. H. Holmes, they just kind of rebury it. It's him. Mm-hmm. It's over. Uh-huh. If it's not, the his grandchildren have to pay for, like, destruction of property. And, like, if it's not him, then oh, they yeah, have yeah. to, like, pay, they for, have to pay the, for all of them. Because they're the ones who are responsible for them yeah. digging up someone else. Someone else right. is, that is not there. Which just oh, seems kind of crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. But sucks for them. Hopefully it's... Hopefully it's not him. I mean, I, I, like, I don't want it to be him, but also, like, really uh, sucks for them. <laughs> it sucks for them, but... Ooh. I'm sure they're... They've made enough money. Doing, They'll be all right. Doing, doing serial know. killer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. serial killer you things. Know. Keeping up with the, uh, one of the his, family biz. One of his great-great-grand... I think it's great-grandson. He has, like, written a bunch of books about it, and he's kind of a... Oh, really? He's kind of a He's poop. like an... Oh, oh yeah. But, cool. Well, a bit I didn't of a know crazy. That. Yeah, he's a bit of a crazy. But. I like that. Yeah, his grandchildren. I, I, I love H.H. H. Holmes. He's like... I know. He's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy. He's the man. Did you he's read Devil in the White City? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I listened to it on audiobook and loved it. it. I know. I'm but disappointed in you. I think I'll try again. I, mean, I have it still. I can, I can understand what it's you It's a slow burn. I feel It's a like... lot of architecture talk yeah. along with the creepiness, but yeah. I liked it just because I'm obsessed with Chicago and all that goes along with it. I'll try it again. Maybe maybe if I listen to it like you did. Yeah, I thought listening to style. it was helpful. During all that running that I do, hold for plane. Excuse me, plane. Excuse me, plane. You're going to do it while you're, while you're running. Yeah. Jesus. Shaking the whole house that plane was. <laughs> yeah, while I'm running. Mm-hmm. I haven't ran in probably 12 years. Maybe I'll but start. you're going to start for Devil Maybe I'll City. start. Um, you had a Weekend Weird. I have a This, this Weekend weekend weird. weird. This is my first time contributing. So normally I'm like, Ashley, you just really have it down. But yeah, you I, just have it down. Here's a pat on the back. But an article came across that was really good and also kind of goes along with what we're talking about today since we're talking about serial killers. So eerie things have been going on at a serial killer's childhood home in Tacoma. Anyone want to guess who it is? Very famous. Uh, Tacoma. Uh, let's see. Just for is fun. the serial killer is he alive? Oh, I should know this. I have no idea. I don't think so. Gacy. Gacy. No. Oh, is yeah. Ted Bundy no. alive? It's Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't think so, but then I was like, wait, what is he? Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I said that in the weirdest way. I was like, I don't think he's alive, but like, what if I have my facts wrong? Okay, the unexplainable things have been happening in the Tacoma home of serial killer Ted Bundy. So many things have happened, in fact, that a contractor hired to remodel the home, penciled Bible scriptures on the walls, and brought in two pastors to bless the house while he worked on it. 
He said, I'm not one to believe a lot of this stuff, but this house made me a believer. His name is Casey Clopton. That's the contractor. A cry for help appeared on a window as crew members worked in the basement. Heavy furniture wedged into a wall toppled over. Doors and cabinets seemed to open all by themselves. It all started in September when David Truong bought the 1,400-square-foot home with plans to redo and flip it. He didn't research its history, so he didn't know the local lore or who had lived there. The house was built in 1946, the same year Bundy was born in Vermont, and Bundy lived there starting when he was nine years old. Um, and neighbors recall him having a one-bedroom on the ground floor, but there is at least one record saying that he had a room in the basement, which basement sounds more Ted Bundy-ish to me. <laughs> um, and then it, like, talks about, this article talks a lot about Bundy's killings, we know that. Okay. Clapton, the contractor, first visited the house after he was hired in October, October of 2016. He took along his 11-year-old daughter, who sometimes goes with him on jobs and takes notes from her dad about the work that needs to be done. My daughter started crying, Clapton said. She said she felt weird and she didn't like it in the house. She refused to be alone in the house and was so uncomfortable that they had to leave. Clapton returned the next week with a demolition crew. One crew member echoed the sentiment that the house just didn't feel right. Then things started happening. Things Clopton kept dismissing as pranks among the crew. There was the time they re-entered the house, which had been locked, and every door, every cabinet drawer was open. What? Or the time that the workers were cleaning up the flooded basement and spotted the words, help me, written on the glass. A screwed-on screen protector would have made it difficult for someone outside to have write it, to have written it. A heavy dresser inset in the upstairs hallway wall somehow pulled itself out and landed face down on the floor while the crew was downstairs. Workers said it takes at least one strong man to pull it out, and there was no way it could have just fallen on its own. Periodically, throughout the course of the job, we had weird things keep happening, Clapton said. Cell phones and other electronics would occasionally get unplugged and then immediately die. The word leave was found written in sheetrock dust on a bedroom floor, and there were no footprints surrounding it. And then Clapton eventually chatted with some of the neighbors about the occurrences, asking if there had been a rash of neighborhood break-ins. And that's when he learned that Bundy had once lived in the house. Um, and then it continues on again about, like, Bundy's killings and how... Okay, so how, it happened when did he live in the house? From, like, 9 to 15. Oh, and they okay. think he may have not done his first murder, but committed his first crime around 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. So he didn't necessarily become a murderer in his time in the house, but it was maybe when some of the weird mm -hmm. things in his brain were being born. Or what if the house... Was the one Caused that it. influenced him. Maybe the house already had a, a bad energy and gave it to him. Because I was going to say he left the bad juju like there. Like but... style. Ooh, girl. Yeah. Maybe. Ooh, girl. It was, bad house. But it was down. built bad the year he sure. was born. And it just makes me think like him and the house were growing together. It was Ooh, weirdos. growing stronger. <sighs> yeah. Bundy needed to be born for the house to get its evil. Like Jesus. Like a horcrux. Yeah. Like a horcrux. Like a horcrux. Yeah. Um, also, did you guys read that, uh, Zac Efron was just cast as dead Ted Bundy? Yep. I saw that. I, yeah. I don't think it's a bad casting. No, Ted I don't Bundy think was so either. They had, a, a, they had a side by side of the pictures and I was like, Not oh bad. shit. Not bad at all. That actually makes Works. a lot of sense, but the movie is going to be told, uh, from the, from the point of view yeah, of his longtime girlfriend who consistently stood up for him, stood up for him and then eventually turned him into the police. So. Right. Like, he's not. He's not. Oh he's, yes. He's oh, playing, he might. He's playing hard. Doing, doing. I didn't. Oh yeah. I'm not I sure. didn't see. No, I just saw that. Uh, that. Uh, um, Zach Efron. Zac Efron was cast, and I was yeah. like, I'm kind of into it. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I think I that think he so can do too. a really good job. 
His acting is getting better with age, and he's handsome. He's going to lure all these women in. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I... He would, I mean, it would work on me, for sure. Yeah, it would work on men. (laughs) If it was Efron, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where sure. are we going? Can, where are we going? You can chop oh, you have a broken arm. If you, want. you want me to help you carry that couch? For sure, for sure. You got it. Anything you want. <laughs> Anything you want, sir. Um, I so uh, I don't think we talked about this last week, but I did post it on our Keep It Weird Facebook page. Uh, the sea monster carcass that washed up on the shore yes. in Indonesia. That was crazy. Um, it has likely been identified. No one who's done any testing has said anything yet, but. They've had uh, uh, experts, like, look at all the photos. Um, It says there hasn't been any official testing done, but the scientists that have studied the pictures say that they are very comfortable saying it's some type of Rorqual whale. Uh, It's definitely not a giant squid, squid or invertebrates, and there are clearly bones visible in the carcass, a jaw, skull, and vertebrate, vertebrate, and a vertebrate. It's a vertebrate, uh, so it's almost definitely a whale. Or, alternate theory, what if, we're talking about the 90s, what if it's the monster from Deep Rising? Ew. Does anyone remember that movie? Yes, I don't. What would Treat, Treat, Treat Williams, is that his name? Is that treat the actor's name? Treat Williams? Treat Williams? I have no idea what the actor's name is. And uh, Famke Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you know these people, but... What? No, Fomke, no she, you have to know Fomke. Fomke. Yeah, Fomke. Who's who? <laughs> she's uh, she's Jean Grey in the original X-Men trilogy. Oh, yeah. that's her name. Mm-hmm. Nope, didn't know it. <laughs> nope, absolutely not. Deep Rising. Okay, first of all, you guys have yeah, to watch Deep it. Rising. No, I've seen oh Deep Rising. God. That's probably um, what's on the shore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's these, Um, they're like treasure hunters, basically. They're so. going, they're basically trying to... Uh, they're working with someone who's on this enormous casino boat, basically, uh, who they're going to, like, stop the boat, take everyone hostage, take all the valuables from the boat in mm-hmm. the safe, etc., and leave. But when these, you know, treasure hunters is what they call themselves, but they're just thieves, when they get to this ship, no one's on it. And it's a huge, dun, dun, huge, dun. huge ship. And no one is there. It's like Abandoned. Ship. Yeah, it's kind of like a ship. Oh, ghost ship. That movie. That movie great is one. great. It's, it's great special. <laughs> it's so bad. But, like, so bad. I love it for its badness. We almost made it our flick of the week, and I was like, can we almost. put this garbage movie? As, <laughs> I think that was exactly what I said. Do you want to make this garbage movie our flick of the week? Um, that's all I have for this week in Weird. Do you have anything else? No. Oh, uh, well, the ooh, we should, uh, we should talk really quickly about the... The, the secret mystery tenant. Oh, yeah, because you from had... From the apartment. Oh, uh, right. Jimmy and I talked about last week. There was, like, a really sweet article <laughs> about who the mystery tenant was living on the second floor of that creepy apartment. He's, um, he's a cutie. Yeah, he's just, like, an, an older man who's an artist who's, like, fallen on hard times and, like, is really good friends with the owner who's willing to help him out and, like... I was reading the article and I was like, "Oh, yeah, like he's actually this really cool, non-creepy or threatening guy." Yeah. He's just He kind local of reminds me of um in Home Alone 
the shovel the man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like everyone's like, da, 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 da. Yeah. And then you so talk creepy. to him in church and you're like, oh, he's a really sweet old man. Oh, no, you're he like didn't the best. Chop person. up his kids. Yeah, no. you didn't chop up your kids and put them in the wall. and nice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, he's so actually that's pretty a sweet much what's guy. happening. It's, it's, a, it's a complete home alone scenario. Yeah, that's exactly right. But. The article could have been written, or not could the article, have been written the ad a little bit, should have been written differently. Uh, yeah. It was written in the creepiest I know, it's manner. like, uh, there's Don't someone ask. upstairs who, who you'll never see. <laughs> Don't ask about it. Don't it's ask like, any questions. Obviously, I'm going to ask about it yeah. if I'm buying this apartment. What do you right. mean, don't ask? It worked, though. I mean, you said it, was, it wasn't listed for long. Like no, it, it was sold, it like, the like, next yeah. day. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, someone clearly was fine with what this. If yeah, someone, yeah, yeah, but what if someone was like, I gotta figure this out um, yeah it's, but it's better it. than them saying like yeah there's an old man who lives upstairs and he's he's, he's normal he's, he's normal. fine he just lives, he up, there, he just like, lives like, up there and you're gonna pay good. his rent so. yeah then you're like eh, well that's not eh, very I'm exciting not yeah that's better. true the story's much better <laughs> with the creepy ad uh we should start a gofundme for that man oh we should we should give him some money he's I mean, he's, he is kind of living the dream. He's living the dream. Yeah, he's living for He's making art. Rent free. Rent free. Making art. Now he's famous. Start a GoFundMe right. for me so I don't have to pay rent. <laughs> there you yeah. go. It's actually for Jimmy. That's what I'm about. <laughs> that's what, that's that's what I'm about. Let's figure that out. Let's, let's figure out how to do that. First we'll on start the list. a GoFundMe for Jimmy to live in someone's attic. Just because I, I don't want to. I don't want to work or pay I rent. I don't want to live like the normal people do. So, yeah. Working's the worst. Um, well, that's all we have for this weekend, Weird. Uh, before we get into our murderers, uh, we'll just talk about how great the 90s was for scary shit. 90s was great for scary shit, starting with, I think, the best, Tales from the Crypt. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. was the best. Was, Tales did from that the Crypt. technically start in the 80s? 89 is okay, the first Okay, so it's year. like right on the cusp. Yeah. But season two, which has a lot of my favorites in it. Um, was in the '90s. Was yes. I think in '90 90 and '91, and those have that has some of my favorite. Well, we wouldn't have it. American Horror Story if we if we didn't have Tales from the Crypt. That's true. They started. The thing is, they had we had the Twilight Zone. We had you know we had X Files, obviously, but like horror television was Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, 100%. and the way they did it was so. First of all, like having it rated R. Awesome. So good. Audio. It made it so much better. Fucking awesome. There got to be some nudity and sexy yeah. time along with like awful bloody looking murders. <laughs> um, and all the episodes were just so strange. Like some of them so are like, bizarre. you can't even watch them. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys remember the episode with Tim Curry playing all three characters? Tim Curry playing yeah. the mom, oh. the I watched dad, it with and you. the daughter. You yeah. showed it to me for we the We watched time. it and we were like, it just—it's it's so like off-putting. Up. Like it's just disturbing. It's a little so bit. fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked up. She like rapes a dude. Tim yeah. Curry, Tim as, Curry a woman, as a woman rapes a, a woman guy. Rapes yeah. a man. And it's just like, oh fuck! It's so hard to watch. It's so hard to watch, but in the best way. Like, and a lot still of so actors well got their, I won't say got their start, but a lot of, I mean, Brad Pitt, young Brad Pitt mm-hmm. is in an episode. Um, um, Billy, Zane Billy Zane in our favorite episode of Demon Knight. Um, well, it's a movie, but, but still, it's, it's yeah, the best. It's, yeah. uh, I wish they had continued that because the Demon Knight, it was supposed to be a trilogy and it was going to be Demon Knight. Bordello of Blood was going to be more about the key. 
Bordello Blood's Bordello great. That's what Bordello's you like? Is Corey Feldman. That's what you're giving your stamp of approval. My stamp of approval for Bordello Blood. You can you see it, like all the boobs. There's lots of boobs. There's so many boobs. Just there for the boobs. Well, see, the thing is, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of Tales from the Crypt as a kid because the Crypt Keeper fucking would keep me up at night. Yeah, yeah. he freaked me out. I told um, Ashley And I could, I literally, like, the intro would come on and I would get fooled by it every single time. <laughs> I had no idea what it was until he would jump out and do yeah. the little thing. And then I would freak out and, and turn it off and I couldn't watch past that. So yeah. I didn't watch it a lot as a child because I was just too scared of him. No, Have you he, watched it as um, an adult? Yeah, that's, okay. yeah. I have every season on DVD. She it's does. the best. You've shown a lot to me as an adult. Because I didn't watch it regularly. I just saw a few here and there. But it was like, as an adult, I've been re-watching them. And they are glorious. They're so good. My aunt would actually record them on VHS tapes. like Because <laughs> HBO, once the season was done, would play it for like 12 hours straight. Mm-hmm. And she would record it on nice. VHS tapes and mail them to me. And I don't even think my parents knew what they were. <laughs> right. Didn't know the, the but also, my mom, I've even talked to my mom. I'm like, did you know, like, what I was watching? And she's right. like, yeah, you're fine. I was like, <laughs> you I am out fine, okay. but I feel like if you knew really what I was watching. I mean, it is, it is like, who you are now. I know. So it, I feel like it, has it kind formed of, her. It did mold you into. It did mold me into something. But could have mold me and molded, mold, meld? Melded. Melded, melded me into something completely different. I yeah. turned out okay. I'm glad but... you're not a murderer. That you know of. That we know of. That you're you know you're of. very successful. Um, you are. The reboot's having some trouble. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know they were doing a reboot. Yeah. So they were going to do a reboot of Tales from the Crypt, written uh, and some of them directed by M. Night Shyamalan, which the thing is, would actually, I think he would actually be really good at the short form, because every Tales from the Crypt episode has a twist. Yeah. Every yeah. single one has a twist. Yeah, yeah. So I think M. Night Shyamalan is actually, like, the perfect guy to write the episodes. True. I just, I was hoping that hopefully every episode would be directed by a different director, like they used to do. I mean, you look at some of these episodes, and you see, like, the director, and you're like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? I can't believe they did this. Yeah. Um. So I... I think that that was their plan. They were going to have a different director every episode, and it was going to be the same thing, completely different cast, big actors, up-and-coming actors. It's been delayed due to legal rights uh, issues concerning the comics, the original comics. Because all the Tales from the Crypt episodes were based Based on, on... Yeah, the Crypt Keeper was based on... I can't... He wasn't called the Crypt Keeper, I don't think. I think he was called something else. No, maybe he was. I think he was just the Crypt Keeper. Maybe he was. Um, but yeah, I guess, I don't know what's going on there. But I was actually getting excited for it. Like, at first I was like, no, and then I was like, what else do you have to do with your time? <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> I like, Bobby watching. Shyamalan, he did, what did he do recently that was actually split. pretty good? Split. Yeah, Split. I just watched that yesterday. I just watched it, like, last week, and the that's thing weird. is, James McAvoy is incredible he's amazing he's incredible it's the best thing i've seen him i won't spoil it because i know it's kind of new but the there's not really a twist but like the ending mm-hmm. was fucking awesome yep i just wish that movie was about 30, 30 minutes, minutes shorter, shorter. Yes. yes it was way there too was a long lot that, that was my biggest complaint about it snipped out and there were there. some parts where it's it like okay i feel like toad. yeah there were a couple parts that just felt a little repetitive like yeah okay mm-hmm. but like that that just happened and like mm-hmm. we could cut that down but yeah we've already seen this but overall so. i thought it was very well done yeah i i mean i just i james mcavoy like blew me away yeah to be able to play all of that was yeah great. 
I was not about since, to be like, not since Tim Curry has someone played that many, <laughs> that multiple, many, that many character roles. <laughs> well. No, he has split personality. I was trying not to say he had to play different personalities, but it's called Split, and I think yeah. they kind oh, of showed in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, he had to play many characters, and it, yeah. he was amazing at it. Like even like sometimes the switches would happen quick, and it was like he became he became totally different. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, he was wonderful. But yeah, just one more edit, maybe next time. Yep, Mister Knight. Mr. Manite. Mr. Shyamalan. Do you guys have a favorite Tales from the Crypt episode? One of my favorite, I mean, no, because I love them all, but one of my favorites that I always, like, my go-to if you haven't seen Tales from the Crypt that I want people to watch is, uh, oh god, what's it called? I think it's called Who's Eaten Ya? (laughs) And it's, um, Meatloaf. Yes! Uh, Christopher Reeve. And um, Judd Nelson. Oh my gosh. And Christopher Reeve and his wife run this restaurant. uh, And it's Christopher Reeve really wants it to be like like a squid themed restaurant and it's failing. Like it's doing horrible. And uh, Judd Nelson starts working there as like a busboy and he's like, I can get you the best meat in town. You see where this is going. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's human meat. Ooh. They start making human steaks. And at first, Christopher Reeve has no idea that it's human steak, but it's selling. They've got a line out the door. People can, like, smell it down the street. They're coming to get it. And then he finds <laughs> so out bad. it's human steak, but he keeps selling it. Oh, gosh. It's fucking awesome. See, that is it. That is the perfect example of Tales from the Crypt mm-hmm. and why it's awesome. Like, it's so gross and uh-huh. horrible, but... It's so good. And the best part of the episode, the twist at the end, is that this cop comes in and Judd Nelson is trying to, like, he's like, they're selling human meat. Like, it's in their fridge. He's trying to, like, frame them or whatever. And the and uh, Christopher Reeve is about to kill Judd Nelson. And uh, the cop is basically like, I'll take one of those steaks. <laughs> and they kill Judd Nelson. And he keeps serving human meat. And, like, the cops are in on it. And Perfection. Wonderful. <laughs> See, sometimes those little twists come in at the end. Do you have one? Great. Yeah, well, I couldn't remember what it was called. And then I just looked it up, like, this morning, right? Before we started recording, it's called Dead Right. All I remembered was that it had Demi Moore and Jeffrey Tambor in it. Yes! And it was when, it was like... She's married to him and he's, like, gross. They're not married yet, but she um, starts dating him because he's super rich. And she's a gold digger. And she goes to a psychic at the beginning of the episode who tells her, you're going to meet a large gross man basically when you go out tonight and he's super rich and is going to die soon so just try to stand him as long as you can and then you're gonna huge sum of money when he dies but then uh so then that night she meets him and like actually physically throws up from kissing him because he's so disgusting disgusting. and he's wearing like this slimy fat suit like you can tell it's jeffrey tambor but he looks horrible and like Um, but yeah, this is like early Demi, early Jeffrey Tambor, like one of their first things. And then, yeah, by the end of the episode, he gets so angry because he's starting to realize she's disgusted by him and he turns on her and kills her in the end. And, um, then the episode ends with another girl showing up to the psychic and the woman's like, ah, yes, I have news for you. And that's like how it fades out. But, um, no, I loved that one. I couldn't remember the name, but it's called Dead Right. And it's real great. I love that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Do you remember any episodes? I don't. That's fair. That's fine. <laughs> I was like, should I ask Jimmy? Does no. he remember? Yeah. I remember the movies. It's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, Demon Knight. Well, Demon uh, well that's yeah. what I was saying. So Demon Knight is fucking incredible. Like, story-wise, it's actually really interesting. And that's mm-hmm. where Bordello Blood, for me, doesn't quite do it as well. Because <laughs> it's, 
Yeah. Horrible. Um, I mean, it's fun to watch. A lot of boobies, a lot of blood, a lot of whatever. But a little too much Dennis Miller. Little too much Dennis Miller. It, I, I yeah. could have used less Dennis yeah. Miller. Doesn't always land those jokes. No. Um, but the key from Demon Knight is present in Bordello of Blood. There's a quick little scene, and there was supposed to be a third one that ties all these worlds in together, and Bordello of Blood was going to have more to do with the key. Um, obviously, that did not happen. That is a shame. Because the key is in one small scene, has nothing to do with the rest of the episode, and they never made a third. So, <laughs> well, anyways. Win something, win something. <laughs> win something, win I was just going to say, the thing about 90s horror movies that I appreciate the most is that they weren't the best. Some of them were the best, but, uh, like, majority-wise, they weren't the best, but all of them took, like, chances. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they were all really original movies, and some of them took chances, and, like, yeah, they did really great, yeah. and then some of them took chances, and it was like, I appreciate you for trying, <laughs> but, but you, missed you didn't. Um, it's, like, one of the most diverse decade, mm-hmm. uh, decades of horror movies. Um, I mean, you look at movies like Scream, which basically invented slasher movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before Scream, the killers were monsters. It was yeah. like Michael yeah. Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason. Jason. Like, they were all masked masked or, like, deformed or, like, Well, whatever. and Scream was also the first, I feel like, horror movie genre that also kind of made fun of itself. Like, yeah. they kind of picked on themselves and, like, they were solving... A murder mystery, like, within a murder mystery, and they'd make jokes like, oh, you're gonna die first if you're at the party, and I loved that it was, I don't know, like, a comedy kind of picking on itself. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, self-aware was how I was trying to describe that. The movie was very self-aware, and I think that's what set it apart from the rest. You know how obsessed I am with Scream, so I was glad you brought that up. It's one of the best. You know, and it brought it into, you know, you watch things like Michael Myers, you watch things like... Uh, Friday the 13th and you can kind of separate yourselves from it yourself from it but when you bring it into like high school yeah where it's mm-hmm. like high school students like killing each other um, it's not the first horror movie that took place in high school no. you know you have Carrie you have like whatever but it was the first one that like that made them real people mm-hmm. and their motives were different yeah mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like just like, why are yeah, you doing this? Carrie, there was still like, like powers involved. Yeah. This was just like, oh, someone is killing on a vengeful. Just fucking cuz. Yeah, just cuz. <laughs> just cuz. Um, and also the 90s, uh, I feel like, was the last decade to fully embrace practical effects, which everyone knows that I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we hit the 2000s, CGI became the big thing. True. And that automatically makes horror less real and therefore less scary. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, Once you start sieging blood, then we have a problem. Then you have a problem. Oh my gosh, which it's is literally so the easiest, stupid. Yeah, the easiest thing, thing you can, you can do. do and... Slime. That was the major thing that I had a problem. I know it's a little sci-fi, not horror, but Stranger Things was you're doing the show. It's a throwback to the 80s. You've got 80s clothes, 80s pop culture, 80s music. But then no practical but effects. Then the guy, like, touches something slimy and pulls his hand away, and you've got CGI slime? Yeah. It's like, you could buy Gak for, like... You know. <laughs> I can make you some slime. I can make you with... some slime in my kitchen yeah, for, exactly. like, four dollars. Yeah, that's really sad. They missed it on that. It I loved really Stranger Things, me. which I know you and I have butted heads on, but I can admit that the CGI was so unnecessary and stupid uh-huh. when they're trying to make it look like the 80s all around. Yeah, Why? if you're gonna go to those lengths to I be, know. like, 80s, like, at least 
used some practical yeah, effects. For sure. Even I remember there was one scene, I've talked to you about this because it drives me crazy because no one has done it better. I know this is an 80s movie, but no one's done it better than Fried, or, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. When you see creatures coming through like a blank white wall. Mm-hmm. When you CGI it, it does not look real. Right. right. But that shot in Nightmare on Elm Street where the crucifix falls off the wall and Freddy comes through, it's a literally just, it's like a taut sheet that's, a, the lighting is perfect. Yeah. And he comes through and it is so fucking scary. Yeah. It's horrifying because it was done right. Yeah. And then you do it with CGI and it's like, well. Yeah. yeah. So when they did the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot a few years ago, they did oh, that same Lord. scene of Freddy coming out of the wall, but it looked so fake and yeah. stupid. Well, and, and that movie was just garbage. Does it really cost? It's a sheet. Right. They even, the scene <laughs> in the 80s movie of Nightmare on Elm Street when Freddy's arms extend, like they actually looks really like so put those like two. Tu- it looks so stupid. But they went for it. it. They put like <laughs> tubes on his arms and you see him in the background like running down the street with his tubey arms flopping. <laughs> And it looks ridiculous, but I can still sit there and clap and say, hey, you Great put those job. fake arms yeah. on him. And I don't understand it either because I, I feel like a lot of times doing CG would be more expensive uh, than it would yes. be to do practical. I so. think, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe it depends on how for, much makeup yeah, and Maybe not craziness. for, you know, when they redid the thing, for example. Which was which didn't need to be garbage. Um, <laughs> we just talked about this recently. Yeah. It's so bad. So bad. Uh, it was all CGI. That might have been less expensive because you have to have a team of people to create these monsters. But the yeah. payoff is you get a movie that lasts however many years, decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a movie that's going to make money in the box office and then never make a penny ever mm-hmm. fucking again. Yeah. That's why Mad Max, Fury Road, people are going to be talking about that movie in like 30 years. Because it was like 98%. Like yeah. practical effects. Right. Yeah. If that was all CGI, so well it would be like, cool, whoa! It, it would just be like post apocalyptic Transformers. Is yeah. All this. Yes. Like, yeah. But you use but those instead practical they took their effects time. and you do those stunts. That movie is incredible. It's real good. And it looks real good. It's real, 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 good. Uh, real good. We're getting off track. But one other thing about the uh, 90s horror movies that I really like, we already talked about Deep Rising. I really appreciate the monster movies that came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. We had Tremors. Oh, oh We had yes. Deep Rising, <gasps> Relic. Um, the <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about Tremors. Tremors, Tremors, is, Tremors is such a good movie. Killer Worms. Killer yep. giant worms. Killer giant worms. I that... found the acid. That's my favorite. <laughs> I found the acid. That Reba McIntyre in that movie. Reba. Reba. With all of her guns. That's about as God 90s bless as America. you can get. Having yeah. Reba, McIntyre Reba McIntyre in a movie about killer worms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, but that movie, it is funny. That's another one. It's like kind of a horror comedy. Yeah. Which are, that's usually my favorite kind. Yeah. But. The the actual horror scenes in that movie are scary. Are pretty, yeah, yeah. and it still looks. It still looks great. good because you used those worms right. were real. You built uh-huh. them. They and I watched it things. as a child and was definitely them. scared by it. Like I, sh- oh I watched God. it too young. When the the old couple gets the car gets pulled under mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. she's like screaming in the car, that traumatized me a little terrifying. bit. Yeah, I left that movie very freaked out. Even though if I watched it today, I'd probably giggle a little bit. But at the time, it looked real enough to. I, the first, terrify. the first one is still, I think, it holds up. Did exactly what it wanted yes. to do, yeah, and still holds up. The I second one it. is a little less. 
Because that's when they now started. Now there's like six. That's when they started like, yeah. walking and. Yes. And Didn't they fly? Like it got a little the, too. The weird. third one is when they started flying, and that's where it kind okay, of. Okay. And, that, and that's when. The third. And that's when it started to look like. Garbage. Sci-fi network. Yeah. You know, budget. I mean, it, it got it away. Was sci-fi network. I think it actually <laughs> after three they actually went were straight to sci-fi. TV. Yeah. <laughs> also, very important, our flick of the week. The Blair Witch Project mm-hmm. brought us our first blockbuster found footage movie. So uh, good which and spawned scary. an entire uh, an entire genre mm-hmm. uh, for better and worse. For better and worse, yeah. there's we've got paranormal activity, which footage. is great. Yeah, yeah, they did it right. And then we've got some others which aren't so great. What was the found footage movie we watched recently? Oh, the Bigfoot one. Oh yes, Willow which, Creek, which, which we ended was... up realizing was a better movie than we thought, but we but missed we didn't half pay of it. attention. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Troll Hunter is wonderful. Troll Hunter is mm-hmm. Troll Hunter's awesome. Found footage. Chernobyl yeah. Diaries is garbage. Yeah, Never seen that it. one did not do well. Cloverfield was fun. Cloverfield, I like. I almost yeah. threw up because the found yeah. footage was so yeah, intense, that's... and I remember feeling a bit ill, but still enjoyed myself overall. Yeah. Besides tummy turning, Blair Witch Project was not the first. Found footage. You had Cannibal Holocaust in 1980. And, oh my god! Yeah. yeah, BBC. I thought that was 70s. Was it in the 80s? It was the 1980s when it okay. came out. Uh, and BBC Crazy. had a special called Ghost Watch in 1992, which I just started watching. I haven't finished it yet, but it's basically uh, it's like a it's found part found footage, part like news story. Okay. Uh, and they aired it in 1992 on the BBC, and BBC actually got fined. And they had to, like, take it off the air. Like, they weren't allowed to show it because people... It was sort of like War like of the World Worlds. People thought it was real. People thought it was real. Oh people were gosh. tuning in. They showed it on, like, Freaking Halloween out. night or something. People started tuning <laughs> in, not knowing it was fake. And awesome. the people had yeah, heart attacks. Cool. Uh, a guy killed himself. Like, no. horrible, horrible shit happened when they aired it. But Blair Witch Project, not the first, but the best. For sure. Yeah. And it changed the, reason the game. that we have mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It yeah. absolutely changed the game of found footage. It was so good. And it was, and it's so and it, subtle. And it was one of the first movies that, like, was made for nothing. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Such a small like, budget. that's an independent film that mm-hmm. became one of the biggest, like... It blew up. It yeah. has to be one of the movies that has made the biggest profit of all time. Yeah. yeah. And I think... It's so and I think the, like one of the ones that would be competing with that is Paranormal Activity, mm-hmm. which is which came which again right. yeah. yeah from that. It was and so good, and the horror is so subtle in it, but so well done. Like you don't have to have well, things that was, popping. That out was of the what blue. bothered me. That well, not bothered me, but that's where Paranormal Activity failed for me. Paranormal Activity succeeded for me until the very last scene where she like. Eats the camera which was, or like yeah. whatever. Which was, she, was like, like a re rewrite. Yeah, which was a rewrite. I guess the studios wanted a yeah. much clearer depiction of, like, okay. what's going on. It's like, we're not stupid. It. Yeah, let our imaginations we get it. We got it. Yeah, which was where Blair Witch succeeded. Yeah, they don't we, give a shit. Yeah. yeah, we got to imagine And I remember hating on. it when I first saw it, when it first came out. Cause I, was I didn't like, get it. I didn't I understand like, why it was scary. I was like, okay, so what happened? Yeah, we don't get it. But then... You know, going back I feel and like watching as an it again, adult, then I kind of understand. Yeah, like, oh, it yeah, takes get, a couple times get, for sure. Because you know, yeah, we're we're trained to like want the we monster have to see a big or, monster or whatever it is. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, I think especially as a kid, seeing 
horror movies, when you don't see the monster, you're like, oh, well, right. that wasn't mm-hmm. scary. I don't know what that was. Whose voice was that? You've been weird. But as an adult, oh, going back and watching it, not seeing the monster was the scariest shit. 100%. Because yeah. your imagination, nothing is going to be <coughs> scarier. That's why, for example, Stephen King translation, Stephen King into film, mm-hmm. doesn't work almost 90, almost 100% of the time. Probably like right. 80% of the time, That's it doesn't true. work. Because Stephen King is is such a good writer, and when you're reading it, it is so scary. Gabby, do you and mind? I was like, "What is happening?" Gabby, could you please? Uh, Gabby, could you shut up? Gabby, could you not? Um, so when you're reading it and your imagination's going, it's just like this is the scariest shit. But right. once you put it on film, mm-hmm. it loses it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very true. Anyways. How do Blair you guys? Project. Yeah, so good. <laughs> uh, Blair Witch Project. Uh, Blair How do you guys Blair feel Witch about made-for children tales of the crypt, also known as Are You Afraid of the, the best. Dark? That's the best. It's like kid show. Yeah, the, best. the best. And they would never put that on the air today because everything has to be super toned down. And like, you see what's on Nickelodeon and Disney Channel today, and I just I laugh because we used to have Are You Afraid of the Dark, which scared the pants off of me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I would never do anything like that. Well, and also, I mean, I don't understand why they're toning shit down. You look at, for example, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, those you books. remember the old artwork is mm-hmm. disgusting, mm-hmm. terrifying. They re-released those books recently, like mm-hmm. maybe like four years ago. Did yeah. you see the new artwork? Yeah, yeah, it's it's awful. so boring. And the thing about scary this stories is to what tell our in the world dark, is doing. yeah, the scary stories to tell in the dark, the stories weren't super scary. No, the they were actually were kind scarier. of like goofy-ish because they were like the urban legend. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes they would end with a joke. And yeah, end like, with a joke or end with a twist or whatever. So the stories weren't super scary, except for Harold, guys. Harold? <laughs> Which one is Harold? Remember, no, remember Harold? No. That's I mean, the I've one with the, all, the so... scarecrow. Oh my god. That ends up yep. skinning the farmer yep. and laying his skin out on the roof to dry. I have a question. How did all of us, and I assume most of the people that grew up then have that book, have those no, books? That's, I had the same thing as Ashley posted about it recently and was like, remember these books? And my sister and I both commented on your status like, yep, read these books. Like everyone had, like, everyone had those that? books. But what, how do we like... Why? I remember I would rent them, we would go to the library uh, in school, we would get to go to the library like every other week, and you could take out whatever book, and then the school would take you back to the library to return your book and take out a book, That was in your school library? Mm-hmm. Like my school library. It was in my school library. Well, no, no, it was like the town library. Oh, okay. Yeah, we would have to like get on a bus and go to the Got library, okay. rent a book, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I would rent the, those every week. Like, it got to the point where my mom was like, hi, maybe read something else. So (laughs) You read that four times this week. It's my favorite. I couldn't put it down. There must be more to the provincial life. Um. (laughs) You're going to pay Disney now. Oh, gosh. Broadcast that. Bullshit. Anyway, okay, so you got Um, got the books every week. So I would rent them every week, and finally my mom was like, 
here. You're welcome. And she bought me all three, and it was the best. And she actually mailed me one last year. The pages aren't even in it anymore. They're just like, if you open Torn it, apart. they're just like leaves falling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sure ours are in I was similar obsessed shape. with them. I wonder if my parents still have ours, because we definitely owned them. They were always in my brother's room. I think on purpose, because my sister and I were like scared to have mm-hmm. them in our room. But we'd all read them like together we like to read them out loud to each other and it was just our yeah, thing which best. is so funny yeah they were great stories there the hook on the car was in that one right mm-hmm. which is yeah. now one of the most popular yeah. scary stories ever i think yeah. that's the first time i read about it that's a good one um and the girl whose the head choker. was tied on with a necklace yes. right mm-hmm. yeah necklace. she had a choker on and ever and she told which is her so husband, 90s i know Ooh, that is so 90s 20, she told so, her 2017 she uh, told <laughs> I wear her next husband time. That she could never take it off. Don't ever ask me to take it off. Yep. And then what was she like on her deathbed or mm-hmm. something? About to die. And she asked him to take it off. Yeah. Or and her fucking yeah. head And it was just off. like, Bleh, see a head. Incredible. Left it. But yeah, there was, it was a lot of urban legend stuff. It was like the woman who had the like pimple or zit or whatever on her face. And it was like getting worse and getting worse. And she didn't get it looked at, didn't get it looked at. And then all of a sudden the zit popped and hundreds of baby spiders, spiders yeah. crawled on yes. her face because a spider laid eggs. Legged 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 that came out of a movie screen, and mm-hmm. that's the one that stuck with me because it scared the shit out of me. Like, I don't know how this was on Nickelodeon. So Googled it. It was called The Tale of the Midnight Madness. <laughs> and um, for anyone who did not watch Are You Afraid of the Dark, and if you were not a 90s kid, so this episode was about a movie theater that was failing, um, and so they needed to do something drastic, and this guy named Dr. Vink came into town and said, I promise to pack your seats if you play my movies. Like, I promise this will happen. The kids were like, yeah! But then a week later, we're like, no, I think your movies are not really our style. The guy got so mad as revenge, he put a reel of one of his movies, a cursed movie reel, onto their screen. Mm -hmm. That... Uh, made the demon vi- vampire Nosferatu come out of the oh, screen. Shit. Which is, yeah, a, a real silent film that's horrifying. And so they're showing this on Nickelodeon. This is what the guy looked like. This horrifying yeah. thing came out of the movie screen and terrorized the movie theater. Right. And I saw this picture again and was like, how did I watch this as a kid and survive? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, look up Nosferatu. He's the most horrifying Nosferatu. vampire. And he came out of the screen and terrorized the kids. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I was nine watching that. I, that's scary. I, here's the thing. I appreciate Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I am so grateful that it existed because I feel like kids need to be scared every once in a while. No, thank yes. you. That was the I comic that book, one. The comic book character that came to uh-huh. life called the Ghastly Grinner. Which, the funniest part of this, sorry, I just have to share, is the reason that the comic book character came alive was because the boy the boy microwaved his comic book after he spilled water on it. Instead of just <laughs> setting it out to dry like a normal person, he was like, microwave! And it made the ghastly grinner come to life. And he's horrifying. Clown man. Anyway. I totally there, there was a, a clown, couple, remember yeah. the clown episode too? Yes. Where he steals the clown's nose? Yep. 
No. Well, that's Look at that. Yeah. Ah! And he smoked cigars for some reason. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, and the water thing. I that do is remember actually, that one. That, that, was, that, was, the, actually, that was the scariest. Yes. The, if I remember correctly. The, like, water corpse Wasn't that came the, out of, like, the school pool the school or something. The school pool was, like, haunted. Yeah. Yeah. And there I was just, like, this. And you would smell would it before you saw it. And it yeah. smelled really bad. It yeah. would start to bubble up, and they'd be like, what's that rotten egg smell? And then that horrifying skeleton came up. Yeah, my only issue. It's not an issue. I love the show. I was already watching Tales from the Crypt. Oh, so this so was like are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Was kind of like that's fair. I would watch it when friends were watching it, so I remember quite a few episodes. But it was kind of like you guys should see what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. I got this our shit over here. This was just TVY seven, yeah. right? <laughs> what I liked about it though is it was like there was different kinds of horror. Like, mm-hmm. there's the clown, which is scary, obviously, yes. and then there's the, the demon pool thing. But then there was, I remember one episode where the whole, like, it was the with the library, and there was the librarian, and all she did was steal people's voices. Like, she didn't kill anybody, nothing happened to you, but if you were, like, in the library past a certain time, She'd steal like, she would come out, and she would walk around with, like, this little book she had. And if you ran into her, like, all she would do is, like, kids would scream, and then she would still be, their voice. it would be silent, and then they couldn't talk anymore. And it was just, I like, like shit that like one. that was scary to me. Right. They Sometimes it was subtle. Like, we're obviously looking at all the monsters, because yeah. this article was specifically, like, highlighting the most horrifying ones. But you're right. There were totally Well, there was the one where the kid, um, the one with Ryan Gosling, actually. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, uh, is what? that the lake... One? No, he's... No. Um, Just kidding. He, I don't remember exactly what happens, but I remember him being stuck, getting stuck in a hearse, like getting locked in a hearse. Yeah, I remember And that. then, like, somebody communicating through the radio with him. What? Yeah. I've never seen like, that. Like, it's just... Like, it's I just, didn't know that was It was just, like, creepy... Yeah, sometimes as opposed it was to like, like, not like it wasn't always like a like a horror scary thing. It was yeah. just like creepy stuff. Too. That was another That's show true. too, where uh, the opening credits was sometimes scarier than the episode. It was yeah. like yeah. it was going like was by like the rocking yeah. chair, and, and you they, went through the old yes, house and the woods. And the music was kind of really creepy. <laughs> and they would show the little match. The match. Yep. And when they, sometimes one kid would be left behind at the fire at the end, and that was always a little creepy. He'd be like, guys, guys! And he'd have to, like, throw the sand on the fire and Mm -hmm. run away. Yeah, sometimes it was creepier than the actual episode, but for the most part, they delivered. Agreed. It was a great show. Nickelodeon, you've really failed since then. Um, (laughs) Since then, get your shit together, Nickelodeon. Speaking of Nickelodeon... Oh, the weird shows that Nickelodeon like to play. Is that yes. where you're going? Grocco's Modern Life and Ren and Stimpy. Yes. I can't watch Ren and Stimpy. I can't watch it. It's disturbing. It. I saw an episode. I remember watching it as a kid, but I saw an episode where. Okay, hold on. Which one's Ren? This one. Ren Chihuahua. Is Chihuahua. Chihuahua. So Stimpy is the cat who doesn't was, look like a cat. Who does not look like a cat? Stimpy was obsessed with this jazz musician who was a praying mantis. And <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, they went to see a show, and the, this mantis's thing was he would rip the top of your skull off and eat your brain. Mm-hmm. And Stimpy loved him so much, he was like, will you eat my brain? 
So the mantis ripped the top of his head off and ate his brain, and Stimpy's, like, eyes went all crossed, and, like, it was really graphic. And I never watched an episode since. And that was, like... That was like high school, probably. Yeah. And I watched it, and I was like, it's disturbing. It's a, gr- it's just a, it's the grossest show. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's like just when so they would gross. zoom in on something. Uh, yeah, and, and it would have get... like mucus, yeah. and like you'd see all the veins and hair. They'd uh, always zoom in on like old men's necks and chins, and you're like, <gasps> it was so gross. One, the episode that traumatized me, and I don't know if I stopped watching it, but was definitely put off by it. Was there was I an episode was where. Um, Stimpy got adopted by a family as their family cat, and Ren wanted to be a part of it too, but they didn't want a dog, so he posed as a mouse. And the parents were like, ew, get the mouse, get him! And Stimpy had to eat Ren in front of the family, and he didn't end up, like, swallowing him or finishing the eating, but it showed Stimpy putting Ren into his mouth and, like, grinding Mm -hmm. him on his teeth. And I remember being like, this is so disgusting and they took it way too far and I had to turn it off. I don't know if I even finished the episode, but yeah, it just showed a close up of Stimpy's mouth and Ren being like chewed around inside and it was so horrible. Uh, they took it too far. Every episode went too far. Yes. Yeah, every single one. Every single one. It was really bad. Yeah. And then they had Rocco's Modern Life. Which was just I weird. Love, I love it. Yeah. I've no, seen I every episode that. of Rocco's yeah. Modern Life. You had something. I just pulled up, like, the sexual things that Rocco's yeah. Modern Life used to have. It was real. It was very weird. sexual. Rocco, turns out, was a sex phone operator. And uh-huh. there's a little screenshot of one of the scenes where it shows Rocco on the phone. And in the back, there's a sign that says, remember, be hot, be naughty, be courteous. Mm-hmm. Like he worked at a yeah like, he worked at a nine hundred number oh baby oh baby oh baby yeah. <laughs> oh baby oh, yeah in his little monotone voice um and then there was an episode we were talking about this earlier where Heifer got like a little suckling milk machine attached to him but oh, he God. didn't have udders because he was a male he's a boy cow and so we can just he's guess a, what it was attached to down steer, below guys. yes he was a steer he was a thank steer. you for, thank you for Excuse being correct it's, i mean it's a big plot point in a couple it of is <laughs> and so he gets something attached to him we don't see but it's something down below that isn't udders and all it shows is heifer's face and his eyes start to bulge out of his face and then start to roll back in his head, and we can only assume that he's orgasming. But as a kid, you're just like, "What's happening to have her?" Also, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't a steer mean that, that they don't have private parts anymore? Right? Isn't that what a steer oh. is? Oh, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure know. that's a bull that's had its. So what the balls hell was this machine attaching to? But that's the thing: is like, why were they making it such a big point to say that he was a steer when it didn't? Yeah. Like they wanted. I don't know. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it made it a weird point to be like. Interesting. Oh, that is weird. I'm gonna look yeah. that up. Maybe look I'm it wrong. Up. I feel like that's what a steer is. I have is. no idea. I know, and I was like raised on a farm, so I should absolutely fucking. Jeez, Ashley. Sorry about it. I'm gonna be. Um, also, what about Rocco's doctor's name was Doctor Bendova, like it was OVA. <laughs> and in one scene, which is on here, Rocco's doctor is fondling Rocco's eyeballs as if they are testicles, <laughs> and he says, "Cough, please." Oh Jesus! <laughs> Do you guys remember the episode where what was Rocco's dog's name? Stimpy? There, no. no. Spunky. Sorry. Spunky. I was oh, like, just Stimpy. Stimpy. Um, remember when his dog fell in love with the mop? No. Yes. Yeah, it would go in the closet like, and like humping. Yeah, he would have yeah. sex with the mop. 
And uh, Rocco was like, you have to stop. And he couldn't stop. He kept having sex with the mop. mop. And Rocco eventually got rid of the mop. And, like, the whole episode is, like, is the dog, like, sad and lovesick because its girlfriend is gone. Oh, God. Yeah, I do remember that. Poor dog. I remember even as a kid being like, what's that dog doing in that mop? Uh, Yeah, a steer is a castrated male. What? And they say that heifer's a steer, right? Yeah. So, and he doesn't have udders. So what were they implying was happening? I don't know. They were just being gross to be gross. They were just they being were. gross. They were That's literally it. just Oh, being do you gross. guys remember the episode where uh, Mr. B- uh, Rock- yeah. Rocco thinks Mr. Bighead is murders Mrs. Bighead? Uh-huh. Yes. But he's I making a that. meat sculpture. Making <laughs> 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 a meat sculpture. Oh my god, I forgot uh, about Mr. and Mrs. Bighead. That's oh shit. And... I don't remember. Bev. Bev. Ed and Bev. Bev. Yeah, because their voices were like, Bev. There you go, Rocco. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but I loved that show. I did too. And I didn't catch on to any of the sexual stuff. I just found that article like a couple days ago and thought, wow, that show was dirty. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Choky Chicken. Choky Chicken. The name of the restaurant. And, like, um, a couple other screenshots were of, like, people, if they were just, like, approaching a front desk of any type of office, usually the person at the front desk would be reading a magazine that had, like, it was a nudie magazine, mm-hmm. but they'd make it very subtle. Or, like, one guy was reading something called Play Slug, like, he was a slug instead of Playboy. <laughs> oh, it was my Play God. Slug. And just little things like that that I never noticed as a child, but that were right in front of our eyes. What about horror music of the 90s? That was, like, the first emergence of, like, so we had uh, Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. Tool, was that Marilyn, Marilyn Manson, Manson blew yeah. up, yeah. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seas became famous, <laughs> Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie! Oh, also, Alice Cooper became a cultural icon. He mm-hmm. was in, uh, he was in Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, I want to say five, five? Yeah, I didn't know that. Five? Maybe? I'd believe it. Sure, um, and he was in Wayne's World. Like, yes. he, he became... He was huge. Huge in the 90s. I just think it's so funny that, like, we embraced that weird genre. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I mean, Marilyn Manson one, was but... as big as he was, because he was terrifying. He had, like, different eye colors and painted his I'm face white. Well, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson, I think, the reason why he was so big is because of the mystique around him. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there was a thousand stories... Oh my god, he removed his ribs so he could suck so he his, could own suck his own dick. Yes. Yes. He, he was, that was Arnold the biggest from, rumor that went around my from school. Wonder Years. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Which one. he's not, but I wanna believe that. Yeah, he's. it's still a that's still a great like I keep that in my head as like my own. Let's story. believe that it's true. Yeah. Oh but there god. was yeah, there was and there was like the weird stories. He that, had so much mystery around him. Yeah. I remember the one about him removing his ribs going around my school and I was so young that I didn't even quite understand like, what sucking your own dick was about. I think people were calling it a blowjob, and I was still like, what's a blowjob? What's a blowjob? But I just remember him removing his ribs to do a sexual act, and I was like, this guy, he's got a lot going on. This guy's legit. But he freaked me out, for sure. I remember my favorite thing about it is the music videos Mm -hmm. for, like, Tool and Nine Inch Nails Mm -hmm. and Marilyn Manson are, like, 
three-minute horror movies. Yeah. They are wonderful. They're so creepy and great. Do well they, done. Do, um, Very artistic. Musicians still make music videos? That's a real question. They, they do, which they is do. so funny because there's not music but channels anymore. Yeah, but the... I feel like not anymore. There's no really narr- There's not a narrative. No, it's just like really. it's just them dancing. Music. Yeah, it's but just, yeah, they still. It's just I mean, them. Bruno Mars actually puts a little bit of work into his videos. So oh, I appreciate him. Uh, Uptown Funk. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. he makes so it stuff fun. like that. That's yeah. fun. Everyone still makes videos, but the creativity is lacking so much. Like yeah. Back in the day, they oh, were dude, so in the solid. 90s, well, I mean, you, I mean, it was well, like, had actual. It was a story, and they had like actual filmmakers doing them. Like Spike right. Jones mm-hmm. started his career doing music videos. Yeah. Um, I think did he work with Misfits? Him? I think had um, George Romero did the music video for uh, Scream. I think for their really? song, for their song Scream. Yeah. Oh wow! Um, People didn't Spike, Spike Jones started with the Beastie Boys? Right? Am I wrong? Um, yes. I, Didn't I, I he... feel like it's, it was Beastie Boys before Fat Boy Slim, because he did Sabotage. He did do, yes, you're right, he did do Fat Boy Slim. Yeah, Fat Slim. Boy Slim. That, uh, that music video with, uh... The Weapon of, Weapon of Choice, wasn't yes. it? With, uh, Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Oh my gosh! So Christopher good. Walken. Um, yeah, I could have swore he did Sabotage, Spike I think, Jones. I think he did. Yeah. And Sabotage is one of the best music videos of all it time. It might be the yeah. It might, <laughs> it be, might the be the greatest. I wish music videos today still did the storytelling and the almost movie that they used to do in the nineties. Yeah. That's yeah. when it was so much more fun. Even such terrible music, I think they kind of relate. Is remember Corn? Yes. Yeah. I remember. I th- that's like one of the first music videos I ever remember seeing. Is the music video Which for, song? for Freak on a Leash. Ah, oh, yeah. It's a creepy little girl <laughs> yeah. in a cartoon, and then Ugh. it turns into like real life, and then there's a bullet that goes. I mean, creepy. say what you want about that band. Yeah, that was. But a that was a pretty fucking good awesome video. Awesome music video. That's the thing. You could have remember. bullshit music, but a great music video. And Which still one was the attention? one with Marilyn Manson, uh, where he was like in the mud and his arms were trees? Do you remember? Mm. And he was like also a nun in the video, and he had these little kids in this convent. And at the end, he took the other nuns and put them in this machine and baked them into pies, and then they ate the pies at the table. I don't Holy it shit! Was I don't remember. Awesome. It was fucking. Oh, um. Is uh, it? Uh, oh shit! Oh, it's just in my head. I'll look it up later. It's not dope show. Is no, it? it's not dope show. Um, We're all stars now. <laughs> In the, the dope, dope show. show. Dope show is actually really good, though. I yeah. mean, all of Man of I, music see. videos are really fucking fun good. Song. Yeah, when you go back and actually listen, I actually like a it's lot of his, bad. his yeah. stuff. I love Marilyn Manson, yeah. and not in a jokey way. Mm-hmm. In a, I listen to Marilyn Manson way, and Joe makes fun of me all the time. No, he's, the music's he's not bad. He's just stuff. like, yeah. he was team too much, but also, so is Lady Gaga when she first came out. So yeah. it's like, hey, we all... And I miss her. I know, because now she's very toned down. Now she's like, I have a piano. And I'm like, but what happened to the now she's, uh, she's actually showing off her talent now. She's, uh, yeah, so I'm happy say, about that. Because now you hear her singing. You can wail. Really you can wail. But I miss the meat dress. Uh, I, I, have a, I have a 90s band. that It's not one that I, lis- I listened to in the 90s. Because um, I was too young for it. Right. But since then, I've kind of... Learned to appreciate. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of Mayhem? No. Mayhem. I don't think so. Um... Okay, so Mayhem is, um, they're a Norwegian oh, God. Black, black metal oh, band. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Um, let me, I'm going to look up their names, because they, they all had, like, 
The uh, like individual names of the people of, of the band members because oh, they because okay. they were kind of like do you remember oh god Guar yeah I remember Guar that's a that's a whole other thing to talk I about. know Guar because of <laughs> Empire Records Empire Records but also they played Guar in like the um, uh, CKY. Oh, played a lot yeah. of Guar mm-hmm. and maybe some of the early Jackass stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did Jack Jackass didn't start in the nineties? I was no, gonna say that was did early two thousands. Close though. But those guys were all starting to rise to fame in the nineties, weren't they? Because weren't they doing separate things before they came together in Jackass? Or maybe well, not. Well, CKY, CKY started, started with like Bam and uh, yeah. But you know, then they found their ringleader Johnny and. Steve-O in a fucking parking lot. Um, But you know how, like, Guar, they all have their their names. Right. Who they are. Like, I think, like, Odorous Rex. Yes. (laughs) Um, So this, so Mayhem had, this is over the years, they had uh, Necro Butcher, uh, Hellhammer, Mm. Ghoul, Mm. Mannheim, Maniac, Blasphemer, Count Grishnach, (laughs) Blackthorn, Morpheus... These names rule. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this band sounds awesome. so Mayhem started. Uh, I think it was in the late, the late eighties, like eighty eight, eighty nine, um, and it was at the time. I don't remember who the, the drummer was, but the lead singer was. Um, he called himself Dead. What's Great. His, what's his actual name? Perfect. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to pronounce her names because it's all Norwegian. Oh no! And I have no, no idea. How, no, how to, there won't no. be any hope. So in there that. was. So there was Dead, um, who was the lead singer, um, and he. Was obsessed with death. Uh, naturally. Uh, yeah. And so he... He would paint... He was, like, the first person ever to do, like, corpse makeup mm. on stage. Um, so he would do that, and it was, like... he, But he did it because he wanted to look dead. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't it, like he, a. He, it wasn't like Alice Cooper, you right, know, yeah. where it was like white and it was. So he wasn't it, it was doing flashy. it as a character. He, he was doing it so he look. could look dead. Um, he also would bury his clothes. Oh, what and like dig them back up to and where? Dig them back up. Oh so my that, so god! They, oh, was my this my god. dream human? Yeah, it gets better. Is um, he single? He's, <laughs> he's he's not single. So okay. um, he he would do that. Um, they said his band said that he found um, at one point he found a dead crow. And then he would As put you it, do, he like picked it up and put it in like a freezer bag, uh-huh. and then before he would he would and he carry it with him for like for a long time. And before he went on stage, he would like open it up and smell it. Oh, whoa, he because, just crossed the line no. a bit because he wanted the smell of death in his in his nostrils. Oh my god! Um, so these guys, yeah, these guys were legit. Yeah, oh, they, they are like, so um, legit. And so well, they, dead. And so especially. they would they would play shows and they would have like like. Uh, like pig heads on spikes and shit. Oh, holy uh, shit! Um, yeah, so they're pretty hardcore. Um, and so, Dad would like he would like cut himself on stage and like break glass and cut himself and, and do stuff like that. Um, so he eventually did kill himself because he was. No. Yeah. But I'm also not surprised. He was I was that, waiting he for was you that to say enamored that. with with death that he, he had to like, see what this is all about. Um, and then their guitar player, I think he was a guitar player, right? I don't know, what's his name? Yeah, Euronymous. Rat Euronymous. Euronymous. Rat whore? Is that Rat horn? <laughs> Rat horn. Euronymous, uh, with the guitar player, he ended up coming home, finding him, finding dead, with, um, I think he, sh- he shot himself. Um, finding him with his head, like, blown off. Ugh. Finding the suicide note. And so he went to, like, a store nearby, bought a disposable camera, came in, took pictures of it. 
just so he could have, you know, pictures of the, you know, his dead. Of the death. Of his dead friend. Um, and then he actually, like, took pieces of his skull and made oh. necklaces. Oh, no, my God. Out of it. Oh, my God. Who are these people? Um, <laughs> so then when they released, oh they, they released a live album and... Um, the album cover is actually one of the pictures that Euronymous mistook of. All right. Of oh. So you can Google it, and it's, you can actually Holy see him. Balls. See him lying there. Um, <laughs> I so can't believe mine. that these people are real. I've lost just, one of my eyeballs. This is real. Um, oh. And so then they kept they kept on with, with playing, you know, trying to get more band members together. And then there was uh, Varg the Kearns, who uh, was part of some I want to say I could be wrong. Oh, I couldn't um, tell you. It was an, another like you know black metal band, and and he started playing with them, um, and then he ended up killing Euronymous. Well, oh my um, went to his house, stabbed him a bunch of times, um, and then he went to prison. I hope you so. don't uh, say. He went to prison for that, and he's also accused of burning a lot of churches. There's a whole thing about Nor- well, Jiminy Christmas. About Norwegian uh, church, church burnings. Um, he served 20 years, which is the maximum you can serve um, in Norway. Uh, he's out now. Oh, cool. good. Um, but he's good, like good, he's good, like good, a, good. he's like a rehabilitated. He's not rehabilitated necessarily. Thought like, that's where you're going. No, <laughs> they had a nice ending. It's it's interesting to like watch him talk because he like he he talks about about the shit he did like with such like so matter of factly and like he's I think the definition of a sociopath. Probably. Yeah. Where it's like you understand why he did it and what, and he understands why he did it and like but it's just like he's like I did it. It's yeah, but it's matter of fact because it was just part of what he needed to do in yeah. his life and what made sense to him, which is. Bad exactly. shit crazy. And, and you look at him and you're like, yeah, he's a good looking guy. He doesn't seem bad shit right. crazy, but you know. Oh, but he was. He was. And then he, he, I think he, he made it like a tabletop game and it's all about like the white race. And, oh my. Uh, oh my So he's quite a character. Word. But yeah, you should you should look some more into the, bla- the black metal scene of the 90s. Yeah, black especially, metal. Especially Mayhem. Because that, I mean, they're, they that's got about the stories. as metal as I can fucking yep. think of. Yeah, that is metal I, I as metal feel can like, be. Because I'm not a metal fan, so I feel like I will never listen to these right. guys. Right. Um, but I want to know everything about them. I know. I'm like, oh yeah, let me know all of, of your backstory. Yeah, the music's please. not a lot of, a lot super of these bands. It's enjoyable. Not the mythos that's yeah, surrounding is yeah. incredible. Yeah, that is good. Uh, speaking of Norwegian death metal. Uh, you might like this. So, you know who Tuka Rask is? Mm-hmm. Of uh, the Boston Bruins, I guess. Yes. So, the Bruins, uh, as probably every sports team in the world, uh, switch off, like, practice. Like, who gets to choose, like, the warm-up music in the locker room or, like, the pump-up yeah. music mm-hmm. before a game. Sure. And Tuka Rask is no longer allowed to choose the music because Tuka Too Rask... Much metal. Listens to Norwegian metal. Oh my! <laughs> so, like, Can you imagine they, that they blasting completely in the locker Tuka, he <sighs> can't play any of the like amp up music anymore. Hey guys, let's get ready for this game. <laughs> <laughs> Comes up. Oh, what up? <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you were made for black metal with your ghoulish cry. No one knows. Okay, so here's no the one thing. Knows no our one inside knows. Joke. This inside joke, and I apologize. We're gonna give you a rundown really quick before we finally start talking about fucking serial killers. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. That's what Wait, this episode's about. Are you still doing this? Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a Apparently, three part hour episode. two. Um. So last week, Jimmy and I recorded, um, the episode, the mini show, and 
when I listened back, there was a shout or a scream of some kind <laughs> that came through. It sounds like me. <laughs> sounds like you yelling. Um, it is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and it doesn't make any sense. Basically, Jimmy and I are having just a normal conversation at normal human tones, and all of a sudden, <laughs> something comes in going... And I cannot wait to post the clip for you. I cut it out of the episode because why would you want that in Mm. there? Uh, But it is a thing. We don't know if it's a demon in the apartment that we caught on the microphone or if Ashley... It's the dumbest demon. It's the dumbest demon, but it could also be Ashley having a stroke and she doesn't remember. It sounds exactly like Ashley's voice, but then Ashley's normal voice comes in very soon after we hear the ghoul. I feel like it's, it's maybe like a different Ashley. What if Ashley you know, in another what? timeline? Like an interdimensional Ashley or something. Totally. Like, and, but you are screaming for water, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but even though no one might hear this, Remember. we have to play it okay. for us for one more time. That's, I mean, that makes more sense. Like, what is happening? I actually had to text Jimmy and say, hi. Jimmy, um, <laughs> did I shout this in your face while we were recording? Like, what is this? And he was like, I don't know what that is. Jimmy had no idea what it was. And then she sent it to me. I was sick last week, but she sent it to me that night and was like, um, there's a ghoul in my house. And I laughed for like 10 minutes after listening to it. Because to me, it just sounds like Ashley being a weirdo. But it just doesn't make sense. Oh, I don't understand yeah. where it came from. Uh, but I'll Sorry, share that everyone. for you guys so you can hear it, so you know what we talk about when we randomly say, Because <laughs> we've done it a few times this episode now, and now you're brought into the joke. That is all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. If you love us, you'll head over to iTunes, subscribe, and rate our show. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Keep It Weird Cast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. We're always posting stuff on there for you guys to check out. Uh, you can still vote for us in the 2017 Hoo Ha Ha Female Comedy Awards. You can follow Hoo Ha Ha. Hoo Ha Ha. Uh, that's who, W-H-O, ha ha, as in a laugh, uh, dot com slash vote. Um, you can join us next week where we're going to do part two of this episode. And we're actually going to get to the meat of it. We're going to talk about what we set out to talk about uh, today. <laughs> and uh, did not get forever. to it. That's our bad. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, serial killers in the 90s next week. So uh, tune in again. Uh, There's probably going to be some really sweet 90s references. Right, guys? Yeah. That's right. Real boss. We just just recorded it, so we already know what's in it. Um, Lauren, what's our sign-off this week? Aw, man. I know. That's it. Wow. I don't know if I can that. Do that. I don't think I can do both have to repeat that. Five, six, seven, eight. That was so weird. That was actually really, that was better than I thought. And it was like a little bit of harmony. It's great. Well, could have had more harmony. And keep it weird. And keep it weird also.
Hi, weirdos. You. <laughs> what? Should we just go with it? <laughs> hey, weirdos. There you you are listening to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange and unusual. <laughs> we might have to start over. We'll start over. <clears throat> just edit you're this a, out or keep it. No. Weird. Um, wonky. Lighter. Smaller. Liners matter faster. <laughs> Twins. <laughs> Water. That has to be part of the sound. That has to be part of every sound check from now. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Oh, Jimmy, um, say something. Say something. Thank you. Say something. I'm giving up on you. Oh, no, no, that was beautiful. beautiful. I was, yeah, see? 